Hello, I'm Valerie Harper, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 254 of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zabrak, and this week we have a great guest coming your way. Valerie Harper is going to be joining us. She, of course, was Rhoda on the TV show Rhoda, and she was on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. She's done all kinds of stage work. She is such a great person, a great actress, and she's going to be here at On Screen and Beyond, so I hope you're going to stick around for that one. And uh, what do you think? The Oscars this past weekend, um, pretty good. Uh, I, I, I thought some of the winners uh, were, most of the winners were really good, and uh, the ones that I expected to win. And uh, we congratulate them. And Seth MacFarlane, I thought he did a nice job doing the Oscars. Uh, was he as good as, say, Carson or Bob Hope or Billy Crystal? I don't think so. I, you know, that's just my opinion. But, um, you know, he did a good job overall. So uh, let's give him a good hand for that. And what do you say? Valerie Hopper is coming up in just a few minutes. I want to get right into that. So first up, Remake Madness, next on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, The Incredible Shrinking Man, will be remade and modernized by the man who wrote the original book, Richard Matheson. And it was a classic sci-fi film, of course, and I I hope, because he's the one who's going to be writing it and modernizing it, that he is going to do a good job with it, because it was such a classic film, and if you haven't seen it, be sure to check that out, The Incredible Shrinking Man. And, uh, you know, it's just they keep remaking these movies, and it's one disappointment after another usually. But uh, hopefully they'll do a good job with this one. And the remake of Annie will star the nine-year-old girl from Beasts of the Southern Wild. And it's looking for a December 2014 release. And a remake of How the Grinch Stole Christmas is in development over at Universal. That is it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. We're going to take a peek at upcoming new movies, and we got some good ones. It's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies. Well, Johnny Depp is as busy as usual. He's set to star in Black Mass, a Barry Levinson film, and it's about uh, the mobster from Boston, Whitey Bulger. And he will also star in a sci-fi thriller called Transcendence, and a film called A Moment to Remember is in production with Katherine Heigl about a woman who suffers from an ailment that gradually causes her to lose her memory, and about her husband who struggles to help her remember their life together. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a peek at Sequel City. It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
Ethics is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, it looks like Anchorman The Legend Continues has added John C. Riley to the cast, along with Kristen Wiig and Terrence Stamp, as Ron Burgundy and the crew head to New York. And talks of a sequel of Prometheus are currently in the works, and you can also look for Identity Thief 2. It's now in development over at Universal. They did so well in the theaters, uh, it's out right now. You can catch it. It's a funny movie. I liked it. And uh, they're going to make a second one. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a peek at what's coming away as far as TV shows on DVD. TV on DVD, well, on June 4th, Burn Notice Season 6 arrives on DVD, and you can look for American Horror Story Asylum Season 2 on September 14th as it makes its way to DVD and Blu-ray. And on August 27th, you can catch the complete second season of Homeland on DVD and Blu-ray. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Going to tell you next right here on On Screen and Beyond. (laughs) Movies on DVD May 7th. You can catch... Mighty Fine, starring Chaz Palminteri and Audie McDowell. And you can also catch Gerard Butler as he stars in Gamer 3D, coming your way on May 7th. And on April 31st, he's back. Arnold Schwarzenegger comes to Blu-ray and DVD in The Last Stand from Lionsgate. That is it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, I'm so excited to have this guest join us, Valerie Harper, who played Rhoda on the TV show Rhoda. And also on the Mary Tyler Moore Show is going to be here with us. And it's uh, such a great guest to have. And she has a new book out called I Rhoda. And it's a great book, so be sure to check it out. We have a link right here at onscreenandbeyond.com. And you can uh, go ahead and check it out. So we'll wait no more. Valerie Harper is coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have the pleasure of having as our guest an actress who has won a Golden Globe with five other nominations. She has won four Emmys with four other nominations, and she was nominated for a Tony Award for her performance in Looped. We all love her for her role as Rhoda Morgenstern, and she has a book out called I, Rhoda. It's Valerie Hopper. Valerie, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you so much for the lovely introduction, Brian, and I'm very happy to be here with you. It's my joy to be here with you, chatting away with you and all your listeners around the world. If I call you Rhoda, <laughs> there, there are only so many, I mean, we've, we've had two, over 250 people here on On Screen and Beyond as guests, and I can honestly say there's only about a handful of people that their character is so embedded in my mind that <laughs> I've always worried that I'm going to call them by their character name. I never have, but Don't I'm worry always worried. About it. Don't worry about it. She was so 
strong, a, a written character, a brilliantly written character. And then I got to work on her, and the guys worked with me and gals that wrote that character and wrote the show. The show was very true to all its characters, the Mary Tyler Moore show. And I think that um, I only embrace my um, connection to her because I never played her again. I only played her there. Mm-hmm. I never repeated what I did as Rhoda anywhere else. So it, it, it's distinct in itself, you know, and I don't feel... I don't know. Some actors feel that way. She was the wind in the sails of my career. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very much so. And it was such a, a character that everybody related to. Because they recognized her. Right. It was real. It was um, it was full-blown. And I'm talking about the writing. I'm, I'm not talking about me and I'm so wonderful and did this great part. <laughs> I'm telling you that, that Jim Brooks knew Aroda. I don't know if that was her name, but I think it was. She worked in a Brazier factory in the Bronx, and he knew her, he was his sister's friend or something, and he just thought she was great, and he remembered her and used facets of her and others when they put that character together. Uh, And Alan Burns knew gals like that, you know, kind of wanted to find their love, and they were overweight and didn't think they were attractive, and uh, kind of, um, and New Yorkie, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. It's called Say Anything Anytime and be out there with lots of energy and a little bluster and kind of not rude, but certainly uh, not elegant. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we named the book I Rhoda, like I Claudius or I Caesar, because she's such a ordinary character. And people really knew her. And even if you weren't Jewish or New York, you in Iowa or Pensacola for Florida or, you know, Bellevue, Washington or anywhere in the country mm-hmm. knew a gal like this. She worked at the drugstore. She was funny, a uh, lot of natural sense of humor, um, was, uh, would go out of her way for people. Was a good, was a good egg, as my mother used to say from the 40s. Yeah. Now, did you find that it was easy to play this character? Uh, it, it, was there a lot of you in there? Uh, over time there was, sure, because it was written so well. And uh, it, it was, she was much more fun than me and much more acerbic sense of humor. And uh, the greatest uh, comedy writers in the world were writing jokes for her weekly. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so in that respect, also, I was married and had a wonderful daughter, uh, stepdaughter, uh, Wendy, who's part of the book. She's now on American Dad. She plays Francine, ah. the wife, yeah, and uh, has been doing so for eight years. Lovely little actress and a good comedian and very beautiful. I'm proud of her. Wow. Um, but anyway, uh, w- most of us in the cast, uh, Brian, were um, family people. Mm-hmm. We had children. Mary and Cloris had five. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, Gavin had four, and uh, Ed had three, and all living with their wives, their husbands, and you know. So it was a very interesting uh, show uh, that Mary and I were playing single gals when we were anything but. Right. But that's the, what acting is—you act. So uh, that was dissimilar, but uh, other similar things were just that I always like to laugh, and I had done a lot of theater and a lot of characters, so I was ready to do this. Yeah. And I think that I was very lucky to step into such a beautiful, beautifully written character. We'll talk more about Rhoda and the Mary Tyler Moore show and, and everything else. But I, I'd like to get to, first off, about the book. Uh, what prompted you to decide to do a book? Well, so much of the book is 
focused on Rhoda and Mary, uh, the middle chapters at least. But then uh, Simon and Schuster said, Valerie, you know, this should be a memoir. So I said, okay, let's go back to the crib. And I realized that just looking at my life was, I thought, oh, this is going to be such a bore. There's no uh, sex tapes. <laughs> There's no <laughs> uh, substance abuse. Uh, and, and, and in a memoir, you better stick to the truth. You better not invent mm-hmm. because this is not fiction. This yeah. is supposed to be your life. So my life was my life, and if it was, uh, you know, <laughs> a normal life. Yeah, it really. Well, was. I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, of course, you're a star. I mean, that's, but but I mean, you had no, no, but that's after we all have normal lives. Right, all of us are just folks. Yeah, and those who think that stardom puts them somewhere else will come to rack and ruin. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. really mean that. I, I really mean it. I, I really mean that if you think you're distinct because of luck and where other people have placed you in life, uh, that's not a good place to be. You, yeah. you, you, you stick with yourself. And I've never said that I, show business was my life. Only my life is my life. I love show business. I'm in it. I've done it. I've had so many experiences and wouldn't give it up for the world. But what's really important is, is my real Honest to God, life that yeah. I live, yeah. and show business a part of it. Yeah, and that's it's your job. Yeah, basically. exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, everybody has a job, and, and that's you right. Know, you try to. Yeah, you know. And then you, as you, you get older, things change, and you transform. But it's I continue to work in the theater and in movies and in television because of my wonderful husband who keeps creating things for me to do. But I'm getting ready to go in the garden and spend a lot of time there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just for fun and travel some more. And I've always traveled in my job. But um, I wrote a uh, talks about all the Rota years. But it also goes earlier and much later, conflicts, challenges, things that have happened to me that aren't so pleasant, that I, that you get through them, and um, that's, uh, and so they, um, the original, oh, Brian, you'll laugh, the original title was from my, my agent, uh, Don Strone, my book agent, said, Valerie, what about I wrote a book? No. <laughs> I laugh like you just did. It's wonderful because there's not that many people named Rhoda that could do this. And uh, Simon and Schuster and my editor, wonderful girl, Trish um, um, Bochkowski, great name, <laughs> and a wonderful editor. She said, you know, Val, a lot of our celebrity uh, things, we use puns, but it suits them because they're Hollywood and they're about jewelry and, uh, you know, uh, uh-huh. sex tapes and rock and roll and all that stuff. She said, your book is about the show, but how, but the creativity of the show and how it took to take the, make the show and funny stories backstage, but it's also about your life in such a way that uh, we thought that I, Rhoda, is its own funny. It's like saying I, Claudius, or mm-hmm. I, Caesar. Yeah. And, or um, somebody said, oh, I see you did I, Robot. Right, yes. <laughs> I didn't even know what they meant until I remembered the Will Smith movie. Right. But, you know, it's so funny. Everybody will take their own thing, Rashomon, but we thought that I wrote a, was funny enough. Uh, but I liked I wrote a book. I thought that was great. Yeah. It's a great, perfect pun. <laughs> yes, yes. Except the spelling. <laughs> With a book like this, a lot of times when you read memoirs, like you said, you're getting all the, the dirt. And sometimes when you read these books, you kind of wonder, okay, you know, did this did this really happen? I mean, there's so many things, and I'm sure a lot of it is true, but but yours is it's very refreshing because it, it's you're not you know attacking no, somebody. What happened 
toward my life. I, my memories of my life the, and funny things and so forth. But it wasn't about exposing someone or... Right. And, and I think that's good. I, I, I don't know, good or bad. I, I really... There, I have read memoirs where I cringed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really <laughs> <Me> have. <too. laughs> and maybe that's for people who are looking for the cringe factor, and that's good. They'll get it. They'll buy those books. But I, I just thought, oh, my God, how would this person feel if I said that Yeah. in print? How would their daughter feel who's, you know, an actor or something if I said this about her dad or mom? How would, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not trying to be a good guy. I just expand the um, what's it worth to me to, because there, there have been things that people or things I've been mad at or what but I I, I express a few of them in the book but, mm-hmm. or otherwise I just left the person out yeah. and didn't say this is they did this horrible thing to me because you know what it's all in the past Brian mm-hmm. it's all past it doesn't matter I'm an Eric uh, not not Eric Eckhart Tolle girl <laughs> the power of now you know, in this new, not so new, but it's great. It's called A New Earth. His book's about being here right now because the past is gone. Oh, and I recently saw Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, God, it's so good, and I won't do it perfectly. The past is back there when the future is out there then. This is where we, right now, is the gift. That's why we call it the present. Mm-hmm, yeah. Isn't that good? That's You're good, right. yeah. Did it, did it come to mind? Yeah. And I didn't know it was Eleanor Roosevelt. Hmm. But it is. Yeah. But that's, I, I'm finding that living like that is just so full of joy. Right. You're not, you're not yeah, holding you're all not that. you're not hanging on to stuff. Also, forgiveness is in there. Yeah. You don't have to like the person or exonerate them or say it's okay what you did or any of that. It's just that you forgive so you don't carry around this huge mountain of bitterness and anger and resentment and wishing things were different. They cannot be different. That's yeah. how they are. That's how they were. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Well, I find yeah. laughter to be a wonderful thing to set you free, more or less. And you've given us a lot of things to laugh about on your oh, show. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I love to laugh. I always have. Never was a comedian, stand-up. But I, from a young child, I, I love to make, you know, you know, do accents and tell jokes and my family was like that. My mom had the greatest laugh in the world, and my dad liked to tell jokes. And we were a laughing family. So I think if you have that in your sphere, it's awfully good. It gets you through rough times, but it also is a expression. And I, I got to thinking, um, my mom used to say, you know, laughter is the same as crying. Mm-hmm. It's an expression. Yep. If you can reduce it to its essence, it is an expression of a feeling. Um, you got good reviews and bad reviews. They're the same. And by the way, my show is opening tonight that I was supposed to be in, in um, Fort Lauderdale. God, I think just about now. Oh, really? Uh, Stephanie Powers is playing Tallulah Bankhead. I did it on Broadway in yes. 2010. We were taking out a tour, and then I had to look at some health challenges because they were looking for something that was uh, – still, I'm still in testing to find out what's going on, but I couldn't commit to the tour. So she's out there. God love her. Everybody send her <laughs> supportive em- energy to be the brilliant Tallulah. She's a great actress, and they had very little time to put the show together, but um, – I'm um, a theater girl, and I'm happy the theater. The show is going on. The, the show must go on. It is. And I can thank little darling Stephanie yeah. for that. Yeah, she's been a guest on the show before here. Oh, yes. Isn't she 
lovely. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, my God, she's so beautiful and lovely. And dear girl, I've known her for years, and a very accomplished stage actress. There's not a lot of us around. Mm-hmm. She's done a ton of work, and oh, yeah. she stepped into this, and it's opening tonight. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Now, yeah. you mentioned your stage work. Now, you've portrayed Golden My Ear, mm-hmm. and you've also portrayed Tallulah Bankhead. Yes, Do and you f- also Pearl Buck. Oh, okay. Yeah, now, <laughs> and now, a lot of Chinese characters. Right. In <laughs> but when you portray a real person, how do you prepare for it? Do you, do you watch movies or DVDs oh, yes. of them to, to get into you, character? Brian. Yes, I approach it with great responsibility because, especially Golda, because... Pearl, people, she was known for her wonderful books and uh, The Good Earth and the Nobel Prize, first American woman to receive the Nobel Prize for literature. And she just was a a powerhouse and a a beautiful, beautiful character. But people didn't really know her well except some of her photographs with her, you know, the Amerasian children. By the way, she made up that term. Did you know that? No, I didn't. We used to say Eurasian, remember? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know if you're old enough. Oh, yeah. But we said Eurasian <laughs> children. But those kids all over Japan and China and everywhere else that our military left were Amerasian. And she started telling it like it was and mm-hmm. trying to find them homes here. She was great. Yeah. But in any case, people didn't know her. But Golda was an absolute global icon. And people across the country, every city we played on the tour for a year, would say, oh, she slept on our couch and you brought her back. I knew that was out there. I knew how many fundraising tours she did, mm-hmm. how much, and she was a, an Israeli. She, well, she became an Israeli. She was one of the early settlers, but she was from Milwaukee. Wow. You know, after, from Russia till she was eight, landed in Milwaukee, and then went back in her early 20s to dig Israel out of that swamp and desert and just build the country up from, you know, all those years of Amazing. dormancy. Yeah. Um, it was there 2,000 years ago, but bringing it back into being, it's not really a new country at all. It's an old one, right. resuscitated. And she was just known, So and that face, and her iconic voice and look and sense of humor. So I went to the um, Paley Center for Media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in the 50s on... Um, in Manhattan, and there's one here in Beverly Hills, and watched and watched tapes after tapes after tapes and films and evenings and tried to hear. And, and, and I did the same with Tallulah. Now, Tallulah had 46, has 46 entries, and most of them are acting. But I got a tape from, the play, um, from our playwright, uh, a, a wonderfully funny man and a lovely, he wrote wonderful show, Looped, that Stephanie's doing tonight. Um, that uh, was a tape of her recording uh, session where she was what they call looping. And looping is putting in a line that has a noise over it. Say, um, a plane flies overhead while you're ta- filming. Right. The director can't use it. The sound guy goes, no good. So then they do it later. The actor comes into a studio, watches the scene, and then mimics themselves, not mimic, they lip-sync themselves with the line, trying to match it to the line before and after. It's kind of a rigorous, and uh, you you need to get it really right for it not to stand out in a Right, yeah, it looks like a a karate movie or something. you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I didn't know if your your listeners would, but that's looping. And the reason the play is called Looped is that what she's going in to do to get looped, and she is looped. 
She is on <laughs> cocaine and bourbon and wanting and drinking scotch and smoking cigarettes and being her wild self. And it's hilarious. It's a hilarious play. Yeah. But that's that was the connection. With that one, with being Tallulah Bankhead, I never saw the production. I, I wish I had, but uh, I all I did see on your website a picture of you in character, oh and God. it's amazing how much you actually looked like her. I know, I know. I really, you actors are supposed to do that, and with a wonderful wig by um, Chuck Lapine, Charles Lapine, and a beautiful dress by Will, Will, uh, William Ivy Long, one of the great penultimate Broadway directors. Uh, no, excuse me, uh, designers of clothing, and uh, he's unbelievable. He's an unbelievable uh, costume designer. And uh, and then I learned how to put on my wig to shape, reshape her mouth. Her mouth goes down at the corners. Mm-hmm. And I just went online and saw our darling Stephanie, and she looks great. Really? I said, oh, my God, look at this. <laughs> and um, uh, it, it is uh, very interesting to see. And I completely release uh, the... Um, I'm not sitting here. I want this show to work. <laughs> Tony's still producing it. My husband produced it. Oh, it was okay. a labor of love. We played four cities, no, three cities, before we went to uh, New York over a period of two years. And then we hit Broadway, and then I got a, at my age at 70, got a Tony nomination. What a wonderful, wonderful journey it was. How did that feel when, when you heard that you were going to be nominated? Oh, my God. It's in the book. Tony and I are jumping it up does. and down. We couldn't find... Where to get it? And my daughter, my young daughter, who's in her 20s, we called her. Said, We're trying to find. She's up at uh, Emerson in college ah, in Boston. And yes. I said, Chris, she said, well, get it on. If you can't, if your TV's not working, get it on the computer. And we both stared at each other. We don't know that. So she talked us through, and there was Jeff Daniels saying, and for um, best actress in a play, uh, Viola Davis, Valerie Harper. And we couldn't believe it. We just jumped up and down. And I, I in no way planned that I would win, but just to be nominated. And it is a cliche, but it is true. The honor of being nominated for a Tony or a Emmy, or I'm sure the people from a few nights ago and Oscar, it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's lovely. Sure. Lovely beyond belief. Yeah. Jeez. And we jumped up and down and hugged each other. And it was Tony's production, so he shared in it. Everybody shares in your uh, nomination mm. that works with you. Yeah, yeah. Honest sure. to God, that, that really is true. Yeah. Now and as a wonderful Ingrid Bergman once said years ago, she said, you cannot win an Oscar without an Oscar-winning, uh, uh, Oscar-winning part. Mm-hmm. And I think she's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. If you had a choice of playing a real-life person or a fictional character. Is there, do you have a choice on that? I've I've talked to other people, and they've said, you know, one way or the other, they preferred it. Do you have any preference? No. I, I, just a wonderful role. Um, It's interesting to play a real person Mm -hmm. because you have to do so much research, and I always, I was always a good student, Brian. I was an A student, and I love research, and I love history, and it gives me a chance to learn about them and dig in and learn about the time and learn things that I didn't know they did, that they effectuated, that they were part of. It's just a, a wonderful process. Um, but I, but Rhoda was completely fiction. Yeah, you know? right. Oh, I mean, yeah. Maybe she was a real woman that inspired uh, Jim and, and Alan, 
but they, she was a conglomerate of many, many women, and women of the time. I think Rhoda and Mary, but even Rhoda more than Mary, were coming into the new day of women in the 70s. Right, yes. They weren't Donna Reed, with the, uh, who was adorable with her little pearl necklace and high heels. My mother looked like that in the kitchen, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> they, they, these were new gals. They were kind of responsible for themselves and moving forward, and they were very much on the cutting edge of feminism as it was being lived. Right. Not as some, you know, um, yes, I'm the head of a corporation. No, gals out there that were trying to support themselves and meet Mr. Wright and just so many things that had changed. Yeah. As far as your awards, we mentioned the the Tony Award, but, I mean, you've won Golden Globe. Uh, The Tony nomination. The Tony, yes. Yeah. The nomination. But uh, the uh, Golden Globe. You you won a Golden Golden Globe and you yes. you know had several many nominations and same thing with the Emmy Awards you had I have you, four you I'm a dear um, um, heterosexual no excuse me homosexual wonderful dear friend from my early days on Broadway I've known him since I was 19 um, Gene Verone a designer a um, he's a wonderful interior designer as well as well as a great tenor he did like 23 Broadway shows with this gorgeous Italian-American voice, and just a great guy. He said, Valerie, take the four of them, get a thick slab of glass, and you got a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> so having the four is really wonderful. It's a- Some are for supporting, and, and, and then the one is for lead actress. But they mean the same in, anyway. Oh, yeah, just to have one Tony, must be amazing. Uh, uh, no, no, excuse me. An Emmy is an Emmy is an Emmy. Right, yeah. I mean, no matter what it's for, it's just, you know, just to have one of those is, is really yeah. something. Now, do you have a room that you have this stuff in, this no. display? No? No, I do not. Are they in a box in, in the yeah, closet? Or? In a nice box. <laughs> really? And they've recently been in the garage, oh, my God, for a long time. And I thought, I'm bringing these inside. I think they should be inside. <laughs> And they're great. And they're all wrapped very neatly and nicely, and I treasure them. But I just didn't put them out. Mm-hmm. Not like a, you know, a, a race car driver. And my brother is a race car driver for many years, and he had his in, his, in, the, in the attic. And his children used to go up and play hide-and-seek. He had so many. He had over 200. And I said, that's interesting. And uh, Don said, well, Mom always said, you know, don't, don't polish your what is it polish your radish don't uh, blow your own whistle too loud <laughs> <laughs> well the other so thing maybe that's what i'm doing i'm following my brother's lead <laughs> <laughs> well the other thing about having an emmy out um we had as a guest uh, barry morrow i don't know if you know who he is he's oh, honey. barry morrow he was barry the, morrow he, i know the name he's I the writer it? he's the oh, writer of uh rain man oh my god yes rain man Oh, yes, 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 yes. The movie with uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, no, Rainmaker. Rainmaker is another guy uh, whose name I should remember because he wrote a, a, a play, a movie, um, a musical I did with Lucille Ball. Oh, really? Lucy. It was called uh, Wildcat. Yeah, he wrote that musical after oh. Rainmaker. But Rain Man, yes, that's a brilliant writer, Morrow. Yeah, well, he, he also wrote uh, uh, another movie where Mickey Rooney played a, uh, a, a mentally handicapped person. And uh, he won an Emmy for it. Yes. And uh, he said that when he was standing with you, everybody's getting their picture taken with the Emmys. I guess yes. at the end they put you all together and take pictures. He fell off the the little stairs that they had, and he stabbed himself in the leg. 
with, with the Emmy. Oh, no. Be, you be, mean Morrow or... Uh, Barry Morrow, yes. And so it sounds like... What happened he, to Barry? Yeah, it, it, he oh stabbed God, himself in the leg. And he stabbed himself with that angel wing. Yeah, they're, they're treacherous. That's what he said. He says, very dangerous. Oh, my God, that's cute. That is so cute. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now, was TV or movie acting or stage your beginnings? Which one was the... Oh, the theater. Theater was? Oh, yes. And it was dancing. I was a dancer. I was a chorus dancer and then started getting little lines. And then I did summer stock and I took a lot of acting classes while working in chorus. I worked in five Broadway musicals um, over the years. It, it my, you know, in my early 20s, mm-hmm. you, you went from one show to another because a choreographer wanted you. In this case, it was a wonderful guy, Michael Kidd, just a brilliant genius. And um, um, I uh, worked in his shows and in other shows. And then finally got to a point where I said, I, you know, if I want to be an actor, I have to stop dancing in the chorus. And so I did. And that was, you know, tough waitressing, doing hat check girl, doing other jobs, mm-hmm. but trying to get into acting. And then I had the great, wonderful fortune of getting into the Second City family through my, who I then married, my husband, my first husband, uh, Dick Shaw, who is my current friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we remained pals. And Tony, my husband of, oh my God, almost 35 years, and Dick, we are friendly. Yeah. You know, it's really nice. That's good. I, my stepdaughter, Wendy, I spoke of before, that's the gal I, little one that I raised who is uh, now on American Family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wendy Shaw is her name, and she's just super. Yeah. We, you asked me about which venue I liked working in, did you? Or, no. no, I said which one started, which was first. Oh, that was a start, yeah, yeah. And I took class, and I... I, I, I learned how to break down a script from wonderful teachers, John Cassavetes in the early days, and a, a wonderful woman who's gone, uh, Mary Tarsai. I worked with um, another character actor who has been dead a couple of years. Um, just a wonderful, and I worked with him at the, the uh, Tony Menino, and uh, he's got a real Irish name and a very strange voice. He talked like this. <laughs> oh, my God, who is that? You would know him. Immediately. Anyway, he, I I worked with him uh, when I was in my early twenties. Now, being in my headed for mid seventies, it's, it's a long life. And um, let's see, who else? Just wonderful people. Paul Phillips, and um, of course Viola Spolin, who wrote Improvisation for the Theater. That really affected my life and my work, and it allowed me to do comedy in a new way and so they were very very important and I did Second City and uh, Story Theater and uh, many uh, things with them where you had to call upon yourself but then we memorized the material and uh, we uh, Paul Sand won a a Tony on Broadway Mm -hmm. in 70 for um, uh, Story Theater yeah Yeah. 
and uh, let's see, and then I moved. But during this time, but that same year, I, I, I landed the role of Rhoda here because we were here in L.A. And um, my then husband, Dick Shaw, said, let's go to L.A. and see if we can work in television. And we were here about a year, and then I was auditioned, got it. And it's all in the book, how it happened. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, people I thought can, people would be interested. People can pick up the book, for sure, to read all sure. about oh, that. Oh, yeah, though. It, it, it's really interesting about show business. It also is a window into show business then, Brian. Mm-hmm. Show business in the 50s, when a gal was trying to dance, and 60s. And is it a lot different now than it was back then? Um, I, Not at its base. It's always you perfecting your craft, getting out there, auditioning and getting picked. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of the same for the early stuff. But there was a different feeling, I guess, around Broadway. Uh, things have changed. Uh, there's it, Television has certainly changed because we had three networks, three only, right. and 52 million people watched Rhoda Get Married. I don't know exactly how you get that except the Oscars. Right, now. yeah. Nobody can you get that. I mean? <laughs> it used to be a shared experience. But that's okay. It's not a bad change. It's just that there's billions of outlets. Right. And that's kind of good because it reflects where we're going in the world and what we're doing. And um, it certainly, I think, in the long run will be helpful to politics. At first, I thought it was going to be terrible. But now I'm seeing that, you know, that old, wonderful, some of the people, some of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what all the people all the time? Yeah. No, no, but you can't. That's it. Some some of the people all the time. All of the people some of the time. But you can't fool all of the people all of the time. Right. <laughs> and I think our new media uh, uh, terrain and all this incredible hookup or whatever it is, a lot of it's garbage <laughs> mm-hmm. and a lot of it's noise. But a lot of it is a brave new world in the good sense. Yeah. Is it true that you were a dancer in Rock, Rock, Rock with yes. Tuesday Well and Chuck Berry 15. and Freddie Lyman and the Moonglowers and yes. and all the other, the Flamingos? And, and, yes, I mean, yes, yes. I was in the background of a couple of dance scenes. Uh, uh, the beautiful little, she was 13. Um, oh, my God. Married to uh, Tuesday Wells. Tuesday Wells, yeah. It was a star. And Chuck Berry was in it. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, my girlfriend yeah. Barbara Monty and I from ballet class. Um, read this in the paper that they were auditioning dancers. So we took the train out to Brooklyn. It's in the, that's in the book too. Mm-hmm. Aud- auditioned and we were both hired. And oh my God, this was the big. This was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh yeah. I mean, oh my God. I mean, all those all, just being around all those musicians would be something. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I was fifteen. I said, Oh my God, it's Chuck Berry. You know, I was like a fan. Yeah, he yeah. Was Fourteen. I was fifteen, and we were in. High cotton, <laughs> as my friend uh, William Ivy Long, the, de- the costume designer, said. He's Southern boy, and that means it's a good crop, and it's huge, and it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And you were in a little Abner, too, right? Yes, I was. I auditioned for that and got into that the last five months that it ran on Broadway. My first Broadway show, I was thrilled. By the way, that's the first Broadway musical I had ever been to. Two years earlier, my mother and dad took me for my 16th birthday. Wow. They said, let's, you know, let's go to the theater. We live in Jersey City. Let's not let these kids not go through their teens without seeing a Broadway show. We went to see Little Abner. I loved it. Who knew 
that uh, two years later I'd be auditioning. Yeah. Could you ever imagine back then when you're watching that for the first time that you would be up there some, at some no, point? No, oh, no, I didn't at all. I thought, <laughs> oh, my God, this is fantastic. Look at these dancers. Look at this. Star. You know, life is so funny. I, I, re, I say everybody should write their memoir, not to get published, just to write it. Just to go back and look at your life and say, "Oh my God, look what, look how this connects with that. Look at that. Uh, what? Oh my goodness. Yeah, just that's to hand it down. Or that's sad. Or that was tough. Or I got through that and I'm still standing. Yeah. It's a really good process. Yeah, and to hand it down to your your kids, your grandkids. Well, you know, they used to do that in the Bibles. Remember, mm-hmm. you would put all the stuff. It, it was mainly data. Sometimes I'm sure people would express their thoughts or feelings or you know, deeply held beliefs or whatever, but it, they wrote it in the Bible, mm-hmm. in the yeah. pages, on the back pages or something, didn't they? Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, Mary Tyler Moore came along. Did you audition for that, or did somebody have their eye on you, or how did that No, work? no, no, that was, um, that was, uh, th- that was the show that, I, in which I played Rhoda. Right. I, I, I didn't get cast for Rhoda. I the Rhoda the character because um, a testing agent saw me in a little 50-seat uh, theater playing, of all things, an 18-year-old. It was a spoof. A spoof. I was playing Hitler's girlfriend at 18. This was Abel Braun with a sick German accent and like a teenager. And the other character was, you will just flip when you hear this, her name was Vida Fontaine, and she sounded a lot like the Lula Van Camp. <laughs> <laughs> and I was 20-something. My God, I just married Dick. We were out here. I was probably 20, 28, something like that, 29, doing these characters. And I don't know what the uh, Ethel Wine, it was her name, a brilliant casting person for, she said, you know, find me that girl. Maybe we should bring her in to read for Rhoda. Mm-hmm. And she did, and I got the role, and the rest is history. Were you a close so ca- lucky. Were you a close cast on Mary Tyler Moore? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, it still are. I just saw Ed, Ed on a, in a brilliant show called Grace with Paul Rudd on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ed yes. Rudd. In fact, he was on my show uh, earlier last year, and uh, he mentioned that he was going to be doing that show oh on Broadway. Oh, my God, he just keeps working. He's wonderful. Had dinner with... Um, Cloris the other night, she's 86, doing a series, and Betty White, listen, my God. She just keeps going. (laughs) Yep, and uh, Mary, I just recently, for my book, I wrote her in January, surprised me on Good Morning America. I was talking about the the show and that I had to drop out of my, uh, um, some, some medical tests to drop out of the tour, but that I was continuing to do the book tour and People, please take a look at the book. It's it's a fun read, uh, and it is. It really is fun mm, yeah. more than anything else. That's what I wanted to, you know. You, you say, why do you write a book? You asked me earlier. I've been asked for years, but I thought I better do it quick before I forget everything. <laughs> <laughs> at this age, <laughs> well, if you keep your body together, and you know your mind follows or crisp, and you can do it, why not keep acting? That's what acting. You don't have to retire in acting. Right. Unless you want to, you know. Some right. people oh, yeah. just are sick of doing it or don't want to, you know, trouble themselves. Now, would you ever think of retiring? I know Betty White says I she'll never. No, I don't think I ever will. Yeah. yeah. No. No, I, I'm just, I mean, doing the book tour is fun. I'm going to keep 
doing book signings and so forth, even though I'm not doing the play, because the play is so demanding, eight yeah. shows a week. I, I couldn't commit to that and um, continue with um, supporting my health. But this I can do because it's just a normal thing. And um, I saw Betty the other night in her robe doing that uh, second annual 90th birthday. <laughs> yes. And I thought, that's good. She's home. She's taking care of herself, but she's there. And yeah. that's cool. You yeah. make adjustments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's amazing. Auditions. What's your most unusual audition? It's in the book. Uh, Did you have? Okay. Well, cool. No, no. I'm going to tell you. The guy said to me, I want you to read both parts. And I thought this was highly crazy. But I was a young girl. I was in my 20s. So I actually read the part of Gloria. And then I turned and I read Joyce. And they talked to each other. And when I left there, I thought, that was terrible, Valerie. He is a fool to ask you to do that. And you are a fool to do it. <laughs> so who's the bigger fool? Next that time you tell anyone that asks you to do that, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's confusing, too. <laughs> well, no, it isn't. I mean, I'm an actor. I read both sides. You have to know what the other person is saying. But to actually do another voice, like your right. ventriloquist, it is a, it's, it, it's stupid on hmm. my part. But that was crazy. Yeah. And let's see, what else is incredible? I, this didn't happen to me, but it happened to a sweet friend of mine who has what, uh, not shot in Freud, because I don't know who the person is. There's another... Uh, 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 come up, this guy got his come up and because of her stardom. Um, the wonderful Rosie O'Donnell mm -hmm. yeah. went in and auditioned, and she's in a big theater thing, and there's other actors around, and she's read her thing. And the guy stops, he says, Thank you very much, miss, but the part of Rhoda Morgenstern has already been cast. Now, that's mean. It's mean to an unknown young actress who happens to have a New York accent. Yeah. And he's getting a laugh off her. She's standing up there doing her best. And she began to take a star. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's <laughs> And for she sure. told the story many times. <laughs> wow. Jeez. So he knows who he is. I don't know who he was. <laughs> and she doesn't tell. But, it, it, yeah, there is some bad auditioning out there and funny stuff and crazy stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I've done so many in my life. What's your most memorable moments from Mary Tyler Moore and Rhoda? Well, with me be here now, Mary surprised me on GMA right. about the book. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I didn't recognize her. She's, well, Valerie, you know what she said? Well, congratulations on I, Rhoda. And I just stared at the thing. She said, Valerie, are you going to speak? And when she said my name, I said, Mary, what's Valerie? <laughs> you, that's sweet of you. You know, so that's the most recent one. Um, the actual, you're talking about acting the I show on the, the show. wedding show the wedding to, yeah that, i mean Maybe that was the a wedding show because we were all together both shows were together yeah and it was an hour and that was a huge ratings wasn't it yeah 52 million people won wow <laughs> it was huge but it was great and that was fun preparing for it was fun because we were we had a longer period of time the, the show ran an hour instead of an hour, a half an hour, mm -hmm. oh, or twenty minutes, you know, with the, right, yeah. whatever it was, forty minutes. Um, and um, it was everybody except Ted was not in that show. They couldn't figure a way to put him in, but uh, everybody was there at Rhoda's wedding. Um, mm -hmm. All the people from Mary, and all the people from Rhoda. Yeah. So it was a lovely 
Yeah, that was loved a great episode. Time, and I loved it. But it, I can't pick a favorite moment, really, except when I said, I'm not going to marry your brother, Phyllis. <laughs> she said, why? He's excited. He's intelligent. He's handsome. He's, um, he's intelligent. He's handsome. He's uh, successful. And I say, he's gay. <laughs> the audience laughed for a full minute. They had to cut the laugh later in post-production. Really? <laughs> it was too long. They laughed and laughed. And we didn't think that was the joke. The next line written by the brilliant Treva Silverman was, Oh, Rhoda, I'm so relieved. Because she had brought her brother Ben to meet Mary and maybe hook up. And not just hook up, become, that's a today thing, uh, but actually fall in love and get married. That she would, that was her dream. But Ben was hanging out with Rhoda. Mm -hmm. And I, apparently Phyllis didn't know he was gay or he hadn't said it or come out or anything. So in those, it was seven, the 70s. You're right, right. The audience went crazy, uh, Brian. It was great. And then... The fun part was looking at Chorus, who was a little, she was playing Phyllis, a little drunk. You know, she had her drink, and she's sipping the drink, looking at me, and kind of, what did she say? She's acting, and I'm acting. I'm shrugging toward her. Because I didn't say it with any judgment. All I said was, he's a priest. Uh, he's moving to Tibet. He's already married. In other words, I can't marry your brother because he's totally unavailable. Right. <laughs> was the answer. It wasn't like he's gay or anything like that. We talked. We discussed that. The director said, "Do you think you should soften the blow?" I said, "There's no blow." Um, Rhoda doesn't think there's anything wrong with being gay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She didn't even then. Yeah. She did not. So she just said, "I'm going to marry him. He's gay." The audience, oh, my God, that was a great moment. And as I tell you, Chorus and I had to keep acting through the laugh. Actors don't freeze. You can't do that. Yeah. You have to keep living. Right, yeah. You have to keep life going. You pick up something. I took a sip of my drink, and I looked at her. and said, I, I'm looking at her like, didn't you know? And then I'm thinking, oh, my God, what a fool. I mean, you're thinking. Your life goes on, and the audience sees you and is with you, and it builds the laugh. But, oh, Cloris and I had the best time that night. It was mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Do you ever find it so hard that... It, I'm, I'm sure there were outtakes where you, you, you just couldn't hold back your laughter. I mean, I, Sometimes. Not often. We were very disciplined. Yeah. And, 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 and Jim and um, Alan, just with their sense of integrity. And we always had fun and laughed our asses off. But really, uh, you, you, you were very, very um, cognizant. Of that we were creating, you know, yeah. art of a kind, absolutely, right. yeah. and and that you respected the script. But a f few nights, one night I, I couldn't stop laughing, and that was when uh, darling Harold Gould, uh, we were eating breakfast scene, and he, we, he hadn't rehearsed with the eggs, and there were eggs shooting out of his mouth <laughs> that no one could see but Julie and I because he was, he was eating, and then he was saying his line, and this fine film of scrambled eggs was coming out. <laughs> and, oh, we, we couldn't stop it. I, and then I couldn't look at her. Her eyes would be, she would cry. She would look at me, <laughs> tears running down her face. Oh, it was, that was fun. But then finally Jim told me, said, girls, get it together. Get it together. And that, by the way, is interesting because Mary always told me, always rehearse with food. If you're doing an eating scene, and we did tons of them, mm -hmm. yeah. always take tiny bites, and, and it, the, the audience doesn't know. 
if you take a small bite and just get it in there and then put it to the side or if and 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 work with it with your line you will never have a problem yeah. and i think we just failed to do that that night <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. well valerie i thank you so much for taking the time but i have two final questions if that's okay sure. all right uh, taking us away from. I told you I talked a lot. No, I love it. Believe and now me. Now you'll be able to edit. Sure. <laughs> um, taking us away from your book and your your movies and TV and, and and stage and everything else. What are your favorite TV shows of now now and of all time? And what's your favorite movies oh of now God. and of all time? Oh my God! Well, Lucy, of course. Yeah. Lucy, unbelievable. But uh, recently, um, everybody loves Raymond. Love that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love show. the writing the level of the humor, the actual um, the performances are terrific. Um, let me see, what else other shows do I love? What have I, What don't I miss? For a while, a little brutal, but uh, Broadway Empire was very mm-hmm. interesting because I think Steve Buscemi is so fabulous. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and recently, a, a horrible character who had some kind of humanity, not humanity, but just recognizable at the uh, Bobby Carnivale as that horrible um, mobster from New Jersey or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, on the show. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else do I love? Oh, yeah, I, I'll tell you the truth. I love, not a show, it is a whole network, MSNBC. I watch it constantly because mm-hmm. it helps me understand what's going on in the news. Rachel Maddow is one of my major heroes because she's so honest and so good. But this is, you know, life. I mean, this is, this is, this is not nonfiction. Right. Oh yeah. 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 But I do. Those are the shows. Sometimes I put MSNBC on and watch it all day long. I walk in and out of rooms. Um, I. But it it helps me, and I know after we have been. And I think the country's waking up to Fox, that it's an arm of the Republican Party, and that William R. Murrow and that um, Walter Cronkite and every major wonderful journalist would be rolling over in his grave. Yeah. I had the honor of meeting uh, Tom Brokaw at my Kinko. Really? Local Kinko. <laughs> he looked great, tall. He looked like a runner. I said, oh, attractive man. Said, Wait a minute. <laughs> I, know, I know him. And I said to him, thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing what journalism is, what news reportage is, what, you know, getting to the story or the real person or the real interview is. And, and thank you, too, Brian. <laughs> but it was lovely to see him. And I think uh, that if that... Uh, the, third, the fourth estate, they call it. If we can get back to where that is more dependable and authentic, I think that's going to do a great deal for our country. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, also I watch, what else? My, you said all-time favorite. Oh, God, that's so tough. Um, I like things for different reasons. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, I like that uh, 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 guilty pleasure or just kind of fun. Uh I like the um, I like the um, uh, I don't watch a lot of um, uh, what do you, I'm sorry so-called reality it's not uh, yeah. reality at uh, all yeah. <laughs> poor writers being underpaid to write it first off yeah and number two it is not reality it's all state I, know. I mean a lot of it is but I, I, I the Tyra Banks show what I love about that is called 
America's Next, Next Top Model. If I'm clicking around, I stop. First of all, I think she's glorious to look at and fun to watch her do this sizzly mm-hmm. thing she does. I just find her entertaining. But mainly because the girls have nothing on their faces. They're slender. They are. They're tiny. They're little, tall, beautiful, you know, beautiful in terms of fashion. But these girls have nothing on them at all. They're really just American girls. Some of them, you'd say, that's a model. And then you see what is done to make them look like they look in the books. I know, it's amazing. As a young girl, I say, oh, Mommy, I can never look like this. I can never look like this girl. I want to go in show business, but she's beautiful. I'm not. I can never. And my mother would say to me, honey, these girls don't look like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> these these girls these girls don't look like this naturally. This is tons of people working right. on them to make them look like this yeah. models with hair and thing and and I think that's in the ages of um, denigrating young women, uh, think making them think they are who the, what they look like is their only value or the size of their breasts and all that stuff. I have I think there's a value to that to see. Oh, those girls start like that, and then you can look like that if you so choose to. And uh, that's not real. Yeah. That's yeah. not real. That it is not a value. Get a chemistry degree, honey. Yeah. You know, go to whatever it is your, where your muse takes you, and you can do it. And you can do it even though you're not a boy. All that stuff. I'm, I'm a dyed in the world feminist, so. Um, but let me think what other... Shows I watch. I'm, I'm thinking recently, darling. Over the years, there's been beautiful shows. Northern Exposure, I loved. Uh, it was so original. Do you remember that show? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought it was so. I like original, and I like and I like funny, and um, I uh, I loved working with Sarah Jessica Parker on uh, Sex and Sex the City. Sex the City, yes. Because it was always funny, even though it was raunchy and horrible. Yeah. Really <laughs> shockingly so. It was always funny. So you were a fan of the show. I did the show. Yeah, I know, but I mean, you were also a fan of oh, the yeah. show. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I love the act. I, 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 I thought Miranda was unbelievable, <laughs> just terrific, and all and the other gals, everybody. Yeah, I, it was a really well done thing. But um, what other? Oh, I love news, news, newsroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not on now. I, I haven't seen it lately, and um, I did like The Sopranos so much, but I always would. You know, turn away with the cutting people up on a boat and throwing them. <laughs> and I, I have an opinion about that. I think if that was um, all the violence and all that stuff, people, yeah, maybe shooting and, you know, all this stuff, uh, which uh, I think has coarsened our culture so badly. But we're moving through it now. We're finally coming to terms with the latest gun stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, I so if you're not a few that was about. Um, if that show were about Protestant ca- um, Protestants family, uh, no one would watch it. Yeah. There would be the violence, but I think that show is about an Italian-American family, which is hysterical. Mm-hmm. They are crazed. I, I, I've grown up in one, with a stepmom. <laughs> with, with, when you see Carmela sort of stirring the ziti with, you know, her mm-hmm. little apron, yep. <laughs> and she says, one of your who is called... <laughs> And he says, this man, this killer, this big, huge, could knock her. He's there begging, saying, I didn't do nothing, Carmela. I didn't do nothing. He's, <laughs> I, I scream with laughter. And she says, I'll get her out of here. And it's an Italian kitchen, and it is 
it is the way the guys have just murdered somebody and the tears streaming down from listening to Aida by mm-hmm. by um, Caruso. It's just the culture. It is so yeah. entertaining, like the Jewish culture. And uh, I think ethnicity uh, has a whole thing about it that is wonderful. Not that Protestants can't be funny. I just was saying, I think people tuned in because of how David Chase captured the Italian-American family. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, as well as uh, all the bloody stuff and right. the interest in crime. And, wow, this is shocking, you right, know. Right, the mob, yeah. the whole works, yeah. 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 What yeah. about movies? What are your favorite movies? Oh, God. What have I seen lately? Oh, Lincoln. Oh, Jesus. Lincoln. What a piece. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And I did love Argo, and I did the, the most recent ones. And what else did I haven't seen them all? I'm very anxious to see other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what wonderful movie just knocked me over recently. Just brilliant. Jeez, um, I'm sorry. I I, I wasn't prepared. No, that's um, okay. That's 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 fine. I was um, just. I always like to ask this question. Everybody says it's the toughest question. <laughs> oh well, because and there was a plethora of lovely films this year, and people trying to do their best work. Yeah. Um, what about the past? Oh, and, and Silver Linings was great. But you know what's really great about Silver Linings? What's that? I think it's. I think it was, if it's not 28, it's 38 days. It's 28 days or 38 days. A television movie of the week that I did 20. Oh. Yeah. Schedule. Did you know that that's how much time they have? Really? And so that almost should factor in. Oh. <laughs> huh. Yeah. To, to um, yeah, a, a very tiny schedule, and that David Russell is really something, baby. Mm. He empowers his people, to his actors to really work. And for four actors to be nominated was brilliant. I know, that's amazing. That's the director. Yeah. <laughs> and that little honey bun, she's so sweet and so good. <laughs> and, 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 and De Niro was just beyond, beyond, and he has been for years. Yeah, he's De Niro. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. God love him. But I, I, I love that um, that Daniel Day Lewis won mm-hmm. because that is acting. He's such an amazing actor. Oh my God! Oh my God! His commitment to it is just beautiful, and he's a lovely, charming man, and he seems like he's happy and normal and not a crazy boo, you know. Yeah. Or it, it was very grown up this year. Yes, it was. It's different. Yes, and I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other fabulous movie. Hey, Tony. Honey, what wonderful movie have we loved recently? Besides the Oscars. Argo, sure, yeah. But really, I really love, I really like the other one more, Lincoln, because of what it took to take it. And, and that, and that, um, Silver Linings was done in 28 or 38 days. Phenomenal. Did we see something in the movie theater that we just loved? Oh, my God. Yes, that's great. The gatekeepers. The gatekeepers. But, again, listen to me. I'm a um, (laughs) documentary fiend. Okay, because I was saying, I haven't heard that. I haven't seen that. It is about the... Israeli guys, they're all retired now, 
who were either pre-Mossad, but they were the security force, brain trust, um, uh, 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 taking people out. Uh, incredible, and yeah. how they all have come around to be. He said, we've all become liberals. <laughs> we've all come out that this doesn't work. We've got to sit down. Yeah. And, yeah, oh, it's a beautiful. It's called The Gatekeepers. It was nominated this year. Did not win, but it's around, so you can look at it. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you have interest in the um, the Israeli thing. Uh, I do, uh, yeah. just because I've always, I'm not Jewish, but I played Rhoda, and just because I came up during the 67, you know, mm-hmm. the six-day yep. war, and then Golda Meir, who I loved, and in my youth, not, and then later got to play her, um, but even now, uh, I- I- even more so with uh, what's going on and how we have to solve that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Valerie, I want to thank you so much Good. for taking the time, and I want to make sure that everybody goes out and gets Irota. We're gonna. Uh, I, yeah, it's not an expensive book, and I think they'll enjoy it. Yeah, we're going to put a link <laughs> right on our site so people can just click and go and buy it. Okay, great. That's so sweet. Thank and you. For Valerie, your I thank you so much. I really appreciate this, and uh, I've enjoyed listening to you talk about uh, your career and everything. All my other stuff. I told you I was long way. Hey, we did take an hour. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and God bless you for allowing me to do that. Well, Valerie, thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. You're a, just a wonderful interviewer. I have enjoyed our time together, and maybe we'll get to meet in person sometime. There she is, Valerie Hopper. I want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond and uh, sharing those stories with us. Love hearing that. And if you get a chance, check out her book, I Wrote a it's uh, available all over the place. You can find it anywhere. But if you're going to buy it, be sure to go to On Screen and Beyond and click on our sponsors, and it'll take you right there, and you can get it, and uh, it help us out too. So uh, why don't you check that out? And uh, let's see here. What do we got to tell you? we got so much going on. Next week, I have an incredible guest coming your way. Not going to tell you who it is, but I am going to tell you the guest has 12 Emmys and a Grammy. All right? So (laughs) this one is just a a fascinating guest and just so many awards, and it's just a great person. So be sure to join us next week when we bring you a a legend. That's all I can say. It's a legend. And it's going to be here next week on On Screen and Beyond on episode 255. So be sure to join us for that. And uh, email us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com if you have any suggestions or just want to chat. I love hearing from everybody. And uh, just a lot of emails this week and going through them. In fact, uh, right after I get off the the show here, we're going to go look look at some more of those. So uh, we like hearing from you and love hearing your suggestions and everything else. So uh, be sure to do that at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, be sure to go to On Screen to Beyond if you want to find out about movie reviews, DVD reviews, what's coming out, what's new, everything else. You know, it's all there at On Screen and Beyond. We tell you what movies are the top movies of the week each week in theaters. And uh, it's, it's uh, you know, just something you might want to check out. And be sure to tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond and let them go back in our rerun section. And I'll bet you they'll find some people that they want to hear. We have over 254 now people who we have interviewed and uh check it out so that is a wrap for this week and until next week when we bring you a great guest be sure to be listening until then when we once again take you on screen and beyond i'm brian zemrak take care <laughs>